All right, welcome back to Preachers and the Truth. Uh, Reverend Jacob Walker here, here with Reverend Mikey Smith. Uh, we're back. We were postponed for a little while. We had some things going on. We put a little message out last time, job changes and just stuff going on at home. But we're back. We're going to finish up uh, talking about raising your uh, kids in a godly way, and we're going to talk a little bit about we're actually going to bring the marriage part aspect back into it because we got some statistics and that to go over and we're going to discuss. Um, but before we get started, like always, we're going to go ahead and uh, have prayer. Uh, remember me with this new job and everything. Remember uh, my family and that. Uh, just remember the lost. And Brother Mikey, you still have prayer request? Or... Yeah, let's remember me and my family as well. Uh, remember Jalen. She's... I haven't heard anything in a while, so... I'm hoping that good news or bad news or wow. I'm hoping that no news is good news, but just remember her anyway. Uh, her name's Jalen. Um, like I said, remember me each and every time you pray. I always need the prayers. All right, brother, you want to go ahead and lead us? Yep. I most personally, Father Lord God, we thank you, God, for another opportunity, Lord, to share your word. God, we thank you for allowing us to be back. Um, I missed it, Lord, when when I wasn't doing it and. I know my brother did too, God, and we ask you, God, to help us and bless us, Lord. We ask you to remember the requests that were said, Lord God, and remember all the requests of the listeners, Lord, that we don't have the uh, the ability to, to hear or or relay. Remember all of those, all the unspoken, Lord. God, we ask you to, to let this go out to people and, and help them, Lord, with, with things in their lives, uh, the different topics that we cover and the different things, Lord. We ask that you help us to uh, use your word the way that you want us to use it, Lord God, because if, if we do it in ourselves, then it goes out void, Lord. But if you if you are behind it, God, then it will never go void. And we love you in Jesus' precious name. We ask these things. Amen. Amen. All right. So I know Brother Mikey's got some uh, scripture here, and we're going to read some scripture. But before we do that, I want to just read some statistics. Because last week, not last week, but last episode we were talking about uh the importance of raising your kid in a godly home and also the importance of the two parents. Uh, and I understand there, there is a lot of single moms out there and that, and, uh, there's even single dads out there and everything, but just to give you an idea. And the reason I, we bring this up is because the structure of the world is not a mother, father, child that that's not how the world views a family but the biblical view of the family is the father and the mother and each serving their role in the raising of the child and you know a lot of people want to argue and you know call us crazy and everything but at the end of the day statistics don't lie you know it's statistics do not lie and you know people can say well they're you know, in a household with both parents and, you know, they're not religious. And I, I understand there are some homes like that, but you got to understand, again, that's that's not the world's view of a family. That's not how the world views it. Uh, it's a more biblical view to have a father and a mother play a certain role. And this, believe it or not, actually affects children growing up. And I've got some statistics here for us. Uh, if you go to fatherhood.org, is the website we pulled these off of. You can read. They got a lot more reading uh, than what I'm going to read you. But, uh, and I got a feeling this is going to go right in with the 
scripture brother Mikey's looking up right now, but uh, basically uh, out of 18.3 million children. Now, this is just the United States. Now, the United States is the largest at this point. Uh, we were the third largest, but we are the largest country with single home or single parent families now. Wow. Um, you know, and, you know, we're followed closely by the UK and stuff like that. So, like, family has kind of a different meaning, so to speak, now in this in this country and how people view it. But, again, the statistics don't lie. So, 18.3 million children. One in four children live without their biological, a biological step or adoptive father in the home. One in four? One in four children. Wow. So... Now, again... That's a lot higher than I even thought. Yeah, it, these statistics are, are crazy here. So, they are four times at greater risk of poverty. And we're going to go over that a little bit more detail. But I'm just going down the checklist and then it adds in more. Wow. They are seven times more likely to become pregnant as a teen. Wow. Okay. Seven times more likely. Yes, they are more likely to have behavioral problems. Mm-hmm. Here's one that really shocks me, and we'll get in more depth than what this is. It's just a checklist of what they do, but they are two times a greater risk of infant mortality. They are more likely to abuse drugs and alcohol. They are more likely to face abuse and neglect. They are more likely to go to prison, two times more likely to suffer. They are 47% more likely to live in poverty. Wow. Now, men with absent fathers are more likely to be absent fathers. Right. So the, the chain just keeps going. Right. You know, the, right. the cycle, it it's hard to break like the cycle. Almost. Yep. Okay. Women with absent fathers are more likely to have children with absent fathers. Mm. Okay. Boys with fathers have been proven to have fewer behavioral problems. Mm-hmm. Okay. That one I've heard. Right. Girls with fathers have fewer psychological problems. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I've kind of seen this, you know, firsthand. I'm not going to bring up names or anything, but I, I know of some people who uh, a father's not present. And this lady's daughter does have a, a lot of psychological issues, um, you know, and tried to do things and everything else. And when, you know, when you read that statistic, you kind of see it and uh, ignore the uh, noise in the background. There's there's yeah, kids, kids running are and here, playing. They're running and playing. But, you know, we'll let them be kids. That's they're right. great kids. So, all right. But now here's where we go back to the infant mortality. Okay. Infant death within the first 28 days is four times higher with absent fathers than those involved with fathers. So, the father being absent is even affecting the child from literally the start. Wow. The birth. Like, to me, that's just crazy within the first 28 days. So that ties in with the infant mortality then. Right. That That's what the infant mortality is. And then wow, if they are absent of a biological father, they have an increased risk of child mistreatment. Yeah. I you can know? see that. I can, yeah. buy, I can see that. And then. How would they know how to raise one? 
You know what it, I mean? It, Without it, a father figure to show you how to be a father, how would they know how to raise a it, kid? Exactly. And this all falls down with the psychological issues and everything else. And this is the honest truth. You know, you give them somebody to look up to and you raise them in a biblical way. And that's how a guy is going to look at how to treat a woman. And that is how a woman is going to look at how to treat a man, but also the kind of man that she wants to marry. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and spend the rest of her life with. And you get down to it. We have so many issues with teen pregnancy and everything else. But for me, the statistics are showing that our biggest issue right now is the family. Yeah. The That's, family unit right. unit is broken. Exactly. The family unit the unit and this all comes down to, you know, a biblical raising of kids. And if you're gonna have a biblical raising of kids, you want that. I think they what the term they use for it is the nuclear family. The yeah, that's father, what I was just I was just gonna say that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And you know, and this is the importance of it. You have to be involved in your child's life. You do. You do. And you know, think about it. If you're growing up and um I got another statistic here, just to kind of put it in its perspective. But this statistic's actually a little bit older. Um, it's not up to date. Uh, the one I was reading from is from 2019, was the last time it was updated. But 88% of single parents are single moms. Hmm. 60% of those single moms are under the age of 40. Wow. And most of them are living in poverty. Another statistic shows that 39% of one in four solo, and this is from pewresearch.org, one in four solo parents live with their parent. Mm -hmm. And 39% of those, the grandparents are paying for the grandchild's basic needs. Mm -hmm. I would venture to say that that's probably higher now. I, I would venture to say that it is higher now, but just looking at these statistics and, you know, and looking at it from a biblical perspective, you see all the issues. You do. And it, it's crazy, you know. They're more likely to abuse drugs and alcohol. Well, if they don't have anybody, you know, to keep them in check. Right. They don't have anybody who's worried about them at 2 a.m. Because yeah. mom's working two three jobs because she does yeah right she's she, because she's in that other statistic where exactly. she's 47 percent more likely to be in poverty exactly <clears throat> now you have people who are your grandparents are raising these kids as basically their own and now you have grandparents who can't really be grandparents because now they have to be parents that's right you are seeing that a lot you yeah, see that a lot. i see do. that just in my own life i've seen that right. kind of thing you know and, and that does rob them because that's kind of like their golden years you know like you, as a father and a mother, have a responsibility to raise your kids. The grandparents don't have that responsibility anymore. Their responsibility is to spoil and to right. to get the the nerd to, to to get the the ability to love them and treat mm -hmm. them like they you know are their best friends. You know what I mean? Because exactly. sometimes being a father, you aren't always their best friend. Sometimes they don't even like you. Right. That's that's <laughs> you know how it I mean? goes, because you, you know? you've got to you've got to lay down that foundation, right? right? The grandparents don't have to do that. They they are supposed to rely on the mother and father to do that to where they can spoil and have that fun. It's almost like God's reward for them. Right. Of 
for them raising children, right? Like God rewards them with being able to spoil and play and, and do whatever they want with their grandkids, knowing that they don't have the responsibility of their their upbringing. They, well, they're part of their upbringing, but they they the responsibility doesn't fall on them, right? Right. Now every grandparent that I know would do it mm-hmm. if they needed to, right? Right. But that's not what they're supposed to be in in their life. Right. Know? They're they're supposed to, you're supposed to be correcting them. They're supposed to be giving them chocolate behind your back. Exactly. That's how it works, and say, hey, you, know? you get to go home with dad and mom tonight, so I don't have to worry about how hyper you are bouncing off the walls and exactly. all that stuff. And that that's their reward for putting up with us all those years. And that's the truth. I believe that. Right. And you know, it just it just goes to show you that you know, when you get into it, grandparents are having to raise kids. They're more likely to be in poverty. And, you know, What's the common denominator? Well, I'm telling you right now, there's been an increase, and I believe it said of 60%. I'm not 100% sure. I would have to go back and look it up. Um, I don't have internet here, and I don't have uh, my phone on because it creates too much feedback. But And I don't have it here. But another place you can get is thelifeofsinglemom.com. Uh, you just do a Google search of statistics of, children in single parent homes and a whole bunch of stuff comes up yeah but from the 60s to now there's been an increase of 60 percent of children living in single parent homes now what are you talking about what's the correlation here well let's think about it here 60s 50s okay it was a different it was a different life it was but God was more of a base in people's lives. Oh, absolutely. You know, and you see it. If you got a 60% increase in uh, people living in single-parent homes, children living in single-parent homes, you have a 60% increase from the 50s and 60s to now. What's changed? Marriage hasn't changed. We still go through the same ways to get married. That hasn't changed. Yeah. The vows are pretty much the same. I have a marriage book that was copyrighted in, uh, I believe it was 2018, uh, republished. And my uncle has the same wedding book that was, you know, back in the 90s. And they're the exact same sermons. Yeah. You know, uh, the weddings haven't changed. The yeah. vows haven't changed. Yeah. The understanding of what marriage is, who can marry you hasn't changed. It's still a pastor or the justice of the peace or an ordained person. Right. You know, this hasn't changed. So what's changed? What's caused the this to go up? And if you've seen a 60% increase of single children living in a single parent home, and you see the increase and you see the statistics that say they're more likely to get into violence. Uh, here's one I didn't read. They're 279%. <laughs> more likely to carry guns and sell drugs than oh parents living goodness. with fathers. 279%. Right. So, Jeez. the crime rate's going up. Well, what's the factor here? Well, now we have more single-parent homes. Everything's going up. The crime, the statistics are growing up. You know, kids are getting less educated. No foundation. You know, there's no foundation. Actually, kids in a single-parent home, especially those with a single mother, are more likely to drop out of high school. Yeah. So you bring out all these statistics, and it's like, but again, what has changed? It's the desire to serve God and also to raise kids in a godly home. 
But why is that? What is the factor that has caused that? I don't mean to interrupt you, but right. what, what is it? it you, I believe it's society. It, it is. Society is trying to, and honestly, society is trying to destroy the nuclear family. They we, are. We, we see this all the time. Especially in our country right now. Yeah, especially in, in our country, in the United States. You, you see it all the time. You turn on the news, you read stuff, you read news articles and that. They're trying to destroy the nuclear family. You have groups, and I'm not mentioning groups on here. I'm not getting into a whole political thing. But what I'm saying is you have groups that are, you know, supportive of, well, you know, and even people themselves. You know, we need to help single moms. We need to... And don't get me wrong what I'm saying. I, I don't feel any child should have to grow up living in poverty. No, absolutely not. You, you know, we, we have food handouts and that to help out all that we can. Absolutely. We want to make sure they have food to eat. You right, know, if, absolutely. If I could afford to, you know, help send them to college or a trade school, I would, I would do, it. do it in yep. a heartbeat. You absolutely. Know? I don't want to see any child grow They're up precious, in poverty. Man. They're precious. They are precious. But the problem is, is they're more focused on putting a band-aid on it instead of solving the actual issue and the actual issue is it's an absence of god and god's word that's it you know if parents set out to raise their kid in a biblical way then they're going to have a more desire to be in the child's life because that's what the bible tells them to be the bible tells the father to be involved with the child it tells the mother on how to do things it basically paints out a roadmap and it even tells you that hey listen there's going to be a time where they're literally going to deny everything you say that's it. it it tells you everything it and it's the perfect roadmap but because people aren't getting into god's word they're not following it and it's because not, they're not following it they're getting away from what god intended a family to be and they're getting away from how god intended fathers and mothers to be and this goes right to raising children and this is what we're faced with and Here, Go ahead, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go, you finish. All, and all I was going to say is, and it goes down to, and we keep saying mother and father and married. And I just want to throw this out there. I, I am against it for many reasons. Financial reasons, biblical reasons, and everything else. But I do understand that people do make mistakes. People do do stupid things. I was young once too, and I did stupid things. I did a lot of stupid things, Brother Mikey. Uh, me too. But... What I'm getting at is it's not just about the being married part. And don't get me wrong in what I'm saying. I'm not telling you to go and live with somebody and not be married. I'm not telling right. you to go and have kids with just whoever and just have, you know, a relationship. But what I'm saying is is it's the presence of the parent. Right. You know, even children who grow up in divorced homes have better statistics than ones with an absent mother or absent father. Right, because they're still you know, getting both parents it, in their life. Both parents, and it's still that structural right. view. Right. And, you know, so go ahead with what you were going to say. Well, I was just going to give you a little bit of contrast mm -hmm. from the 1950s to now, right? Right. And I think I may have said this before, but let's look at the movies now, mm -hmm. Okay. You can't find one that you can watch with your kids without it being rated R or rated something, and you, you just don't watch that stuff, right, right, with your children. 
to Gone with the Wind, which was in I think 1950s. I can't remember when it came out exactly. Uh, it was before way before 1950s. Bro. Was it before the 1950s? Sure, yeah. But they got huge, huge ridicule and almost yep. got like canceled production over one single word that the man used, and it was frankly Scarlet. I don't give a bleep. Yep. And that's what it was. Now you can't watch a movie without. Every one of the vocabulary, right? Right, without it showing nudity, without it showing something, right? So that's the contrast for you, right? All those years ago, mm-hmm. that stuff was wrong. The one word he said was wrong. People were outraged. They were absolutely beside themselves. Right now, we just watch it. We we just watch it and go on our merry way. I mean, let's just think about it. And again, this falls on the parent to decide what their kid's supposed to watch and, you know, to oversee what their kid's doing. All right. You know, don't don't let your kids surf around on the Internet, especially a teenager. I was a teenager. <laughs> Do not leave a teenager alone on the Internet or you are going to pay a tech guy. That's all there is to it. I'm just going to say it. I'm not going to go into detail. You're paying a tech guy. That's all I'm going to say. I know where you're going. So, <laughs> but you have to monitor those things. I mean, even, even when I was growing up in that, like I had – you know, controls, parental controls were set and everything with internet. You can still do those things. And, you know, my parents did do it. Now, unfortunately, they got stuck with a kid who was tech savvy, tech savvy and to a degree, you know, I can't run any of this equipment for our podcast. But when, when it comes to getting around things, I can get around them if I need to. I could go around and I'd reset everything in the computer. But, <laughs> you know, and... <laughs> Well, what I'm getting at is, is, you know, it's still, you have to put forth the effort. I mean, they're going to stray away. You have to put forth the effort. But even today, though, we let so many things slide. And we've even allowed our kids to become more exposed to things. Yeah, absolutely. Than we are back then. I mean, come on. The first couple to be shown in bed together was the Flintstones. Yep. I mean, yep, yep. I love Lucy. They slept in separate beds. Yep. Brother Mikey, maybe that's why marriages lasted so much longer back then. Maybe. But, maybe, you know. Listen. <laughs> but listen, you know, but you, even looking at Disney movies now. Oh, and God. I'm not, I'm not trying to get, I'm not trying to get political here, brother. But I'm just, I'm just trying to bring perspective of what you're being exposed to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The Muppets, Peter Pan, Dumbo. They're actually flagged on Disney Plus, And I'm not saying anything about disney plus or whatever you guys do whatever you want to do it's your franchise you pay the bill you know people subscribe to you you make money good for you whatever they're unsubscribing and you lose money that's on you yeah but just to put in perspective dumbo peter pan movies that i I grew up on i grew up on them and i never correlated the thing that people say that they correlate with yeah yeah and that's fine and dandy and if you see it that way, you know, each to their own. That's all I'm going to say about it. But what I'm getting at is these are actually fairly wholesome movies Yeah. that kids could watch. Yeah. Look at cartoons now. Oh, my goodness. Look at things that kids watch now. And, and uh, you know, it, it, it even started later. It started in our generation. It did. I, I just it got did. a text message from my sister literally just last night. And she said, you'll never guess what your nieces and nephews are watching. And uh, I'm like, what? She's like, dinosaurs. 
Oh, yeah. yeah, you know, with the little baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that show as I a did kid. Too. You know, yep, and I, I still too. love that show. But you know what? I was watching it the other day. And as I was watching it, I was like, this is not a children's cartoon. No. No. But, you know, you don't think about things like that. And that's why it's so important to pay attention because you don't think of things like that. You think that's supposed to be a harmless cartoon. It's yeah. funny. I mean, it does have some good values in it, good family values. It shows a nuclear family. It does. But it also shows some things that it, it drops subtle hints. It does. And that's what you got to watch for because that's what the world tries to do. That's what Satan tries to do to the kids today. He drops a subtle hint. Yep, he does. And he gets them. And let me tell you something now. Nowadays, it ain't so subtle. Right. It ain't I mean, so subtle. They're, they're pretty much flat out just doing it now. You know what I mean? And, and it's because of those dinosaur movies and it's because of those things that they were slipping it in and they were programming us right? right they were programming us to accept that kind of stuff so now it's like bam in your face and you're just sitting there like oh yeah okay right you know because it is honestly a programming you it, know it, it is and it's you know something that you know it was something that they snuck by and, and parents kind of just kind of turned a blind eye to it honestly ah uh, kids they, never know what that means right i i think that's what they did in that and you know but i mean heaven forbid i don't know about you but don't you dare turn the simpsons on in the house uh, and you, you know but yeah. i mean that one was far worse than the dinosaurs don't get me wrong but just look at and again i'm just going to put it in perspective of how much we've changed and how much kids are exposed to because let's face it you're a single parent home your kid's getting a lot of TV time. That's all he there is, is to it. Yeah, out are. of sight, out of mind, because you got too much to worry about. And that's yeah. one of the issues, you know. A husband and wife, they, they share the load. They do. And, you know, and I'm not meaning to talk so much, but I'm just going to make this point, and then I'm going to let Brother Mikey have a turn to talk here. <laughs> but what I'm getting at is, is Disney, they had a rule when Walt Disney was alive. Um, any PG-13 movie was put under a different name. I forget what I think it was Paramount or something that Disney actually owned that, you know, if it had a PG 13 rating, it did not get the Disney name. They didn't want nothing you know, to do with it. Look at, and don't get me wrong. I, I'm a huge Avengers fan. You ask brother Mikey, it comes to oh, Captain yeah. America. I can tell you anything you want to know, <laughs> but and just about anything about the Avengers. I can tell you anything you want to know, comic or movie, yep. but you listen to the language and the things that they show, in the PG-13 rating. And it's like when Walt Disney was alive, that never would have happened. Yeah. But now you've got it at on Disney+. Plus, and let's just face it. How many of you parents out there actually take the time to set the parental controls? Right. Right. Just, just be honest with yourself. And then again, we also live in a tech-savvy day. I have a nephew who can unlock my phone. Right. You know, he's been doing it since he was little. Right. He just randomly comes up with the passcode because he realizes oh most people put their date of birth their birth year so he figures it out like right that's all there is to it they're, yeah they're i'd say they're surpassing us when it comes to tech mm -hmm. so setting the parental controls is kind of like you know back when we were younger and our parents would set the parental controls on aol wasn't that hard as long as you could figure out your mom or dad's password to get into theirs it was not hard to change your settings and mm -hmm. still make it look like it was you were still in the kid settings. Yeah, no, that's that, true. You know, yeah. it, it wasn't hard. It was a click of a button. But that's why you've got to be more involved. And that's because the world is changing and getting away from a family. It is. And it's happening 
very fast. It, it is. It, it's. I mean, just look again the statistics. One in four. I know. One in four. Children. That one shocked me. That one. Yeah. That one bothered me because I have three kids. You know right. what I mean? That 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 just a family of four. One of them. You know what I mean? And exactly. That's, that's, that's just putting it in perspective. It doesn't mean one out of those four. But I'm just just put that in perspective. Like families have four kids. You know what I mean? Like. Right. Well, let's you know, let's just do this. It's one in four kids, so eighteen divided by four is what? Uh, oh gosh, we're trying to do math here. Maybe we shouldn't go about this, but you get the gist. We're not we're not going to do math today. We both work in a place where we do math all day. We don't want to do it on our days off. <laughs> I so, have to use a calculator anyway. My phone's off. So. Right? Yeah, my phone's off too. Well, I mean, four goes into nine is. It's four point something, right? Yeah. Because well, four, four times, times four is sixteen. Sixteen. So yeah. So it's four four point, four point five. Yeah. There you go. So four point five million of the kids are basically without a biological father. Right. That's sad. That, that's sad. It really it is. Makes you sick to your stomach. It you know? it, it does. And uh, I'm gonna let brother Mikey, you know, <laughs> have the reins here, and he's got some scripture opened up. So we're gonna. We're going to pull this back into bringing in more scripture and that, but we wanted to go over these statistics and, you know, I just want you to know, Brother Mikey's reactions are legit. He had no idea about these statistics. I did, I did not tell him about them. This the first time I've heard them. I, I looked them up and I was like, you know what, I'm going to, just going to see because me, myself, I don't have kids, but I know Brother Mikey has three. So to see a father's expression and reaction to these statistics it, sad, it puts it man. in perspective it, it, it definitely threw me for a loop the one in four thing bothers me mm-hmm. the 47 percent you know uh more likely to be in poverty right you know and then the the um um infant mortality that that blows my mind i, I it's 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 just like it's right at the beginning you know what i mean and that's 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 just it is, but do you think that maybe that's just and not to interrupt or anything? No, you're I'm fine. Trying to get, I'm trying to get you going here, but <laughs> and this is just a good topic for you to carry on with this. Maybe it'll go with what you're about to read, but do you think that has to do with the stress on the woman, knowing that the father's absent? I would say it's possible, yes. I yeah. would say that's probably a lot of it. You know, stress is a killer. It is. You know, so, but we were talking about, you know, why. We asked, our, we asked ourselves why, you know, we got to... We we got to the conclusion that's because of the lack of God, right? People not raising mm-hmm. their kids in God, and because of society, right? You know, pushing that out. It's Second uh, Timothy three sixteen talks about what the scripture is for and mm-hmm. what it what it's meant. And when you raise your children, what's going on now is people aren't reading their Bibles no. to them anymore. You know, I mean, people people aren't aren't discussing the Bible with their kids. They're not telling them about Jesus. They're not telling them of the Word of God. And just listen to this. Uh, 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. So it was given by God, right? And is profitable, which means it's to gain, Mm -hmm. right? For doctrine, so to teach. Right. For reproof, which is to prove out, Mm -hmm. right? And to, I also think part of it, if you depending on the Greek word means to also rebuke, right? Mm-hmm. So it's to prove out and rebuke. So it can be used to prove right. something. It can also be used to rebuke something. Let's talk about that for just a second. If it 
can be used to prove something. What's it talking about? Prove God's existence, right? Exactly. And prove that it works, that God is there, that, that this scripture was written by men that experienced it. This would stand in court. Right. Because right? this is witness account, right? Exactly. And it's also to rebuke, which means it rebukes what's evil. It rebukes and proves that wrong, right? Right. For correction, wait a second, for correction, what are we talking about? Raising kids. You raise your kids in the foundation of the Word of God, you'll know how to correct them and when to correct them and right. what to do, right? Because God is perfect. And when he wrote it down, it's not here just because it's a bunch of words on paper. This right. is here for every aspect of life, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's not just raising kids. It's not just marriage. It's your own life, right? right. Everything in life is in this Bible. Exactly. I, pr I promise you that there is something for everyone in this Bible. Right, there right? is. And it's used for correction, for instruction, mm -hmm. right? So it says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for, repro for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. For instruction in righteousness. Think about all of that for just a minute, right? It's used as a roadmap. You said it, yeah. right? This is used as a perfect painting on how to live your life. Right. right? Bible. Basic instructions before leaving earth. That's so what I was always told, you know? If that's the <laughs> case, that's the truth. Yeah. It is. This is because earth is not my home. Right. This is not my home. I live here. I'm passing through. I work so that I may live, right? Right. But I have a destination that I'm getting to. Exactly. Right? This will get me there. But this won't only get me there. This will get my kids there. This right. will get my wife there. This will get you there. This will get everyone there. If they would just open the book. Open the book. I am sick of seeing kids hurt. I am sick of seeing people hurt, Jake. People are... Right now... We live in a time that I've never experienced before. People walk around terrified. They are terrified, Jake. And I've never seen such dismay in our own community, mm -hmm. in our own state, in our own country, and in, in the world, buddy. I have never seen so much dismay. Why is there so much dismay? Because people are looking for a source somewhere else besides Jesus Christ. It, exactly. That's and the bottom line and the thing about that is is if you're looking for it somewhere else mm -hmm. just in your life then you're going to look for it somewhere else when raising your children too right yeah, exactly and society paints that picture to say oh that jesus guy you know he wasn't even real you know there's so much out there jake that is blaspheme about against jesus christ there's so much out there that is that is just disgusting about right. who he was and, and they make fun of him and all those things. And I'm telling you, they're not going to be laughing when he does return. I'm telling you that they, oh, they will not be laughing when he does return. So as we were talking, the problem is the lack of God and the problem is the lack of scripture, right? It, it is the lack of scripture and the lack of teaching the scripture. That's it. And again, this is raising your kids in a biblical way. The Bible gives you a perfect, perfect roadmap on how you are supposed to go about your kids. The Bible says to not spare the rod and spoil the child. The Bible says to teach them in the way that they're supposed to go, and they will not depart from them when they're older. 
Now they might stray away a little bit, but just like story of the prodigal son, they do come back to the raising. Now, also you go further. Guess what? You're teaching your kids also how to act towards you when you're raising them biblically. Because guess what? The Bible left nothing out. It tells children how they are supposed to act with their parents. The Bible says to honor thy father and mother that thy days be long. Yep. That's the first commandment with promise in the Bible, brother. And, you know, and what does that mean? Well, your parents are supposed to have your best interest at heart. Yep. You know, it pains me when a, you know, a parent wants to neglect a child or walk away from a child because it's like they don't understand how precious of a gift it is. It, it, that's, the, that's the thing, you know. I, right. Every child that's born was a gift mm-hmm. given to you, right? And that's what that's what blows my mind and you know I we have done pretty good with not getting political and stuff like that and I, I continue to remain that or remain trying to be that way but that's what blows my mind about the whole abortion thing because these children are gifts you know right and you guys know how I feel about that so I'm not going to get too far in depth with that but there's also scripture that says honor thy father and thy mother and love thy neighbor right mm-hmm. there's also scripture that says that too and i was i had it and now i can't find it right but there's another scripture that i want to share with you and it's matthew 19:14 right and this i've given you we we've talked about the lack of god okay we've talked about the lack of scripture teaching it um mm-hmm. uh using it for correction using it for reproof all that right church mm-hmm. okay i've heard so many excuses in my lifetime about children and i'm bad for this i'm bad for this myself because i get somewhat annoyed when my kids are running all over the place right and if i'm wrong on how i take this scripture then please correct me or help me out with right it, okay but I've heard the excuse many times that, well, I can't go to church when my kids are going to run all over the place. They don't know how to act in church, all this stuff, right? If you read Matthew 19, 14, this is Jesus Christ himself. And listen to what he says. But Jesus said, Suffer little children and forbid them not to come unto me, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. What does that mean? Suffer little children? I believe he's saying don't worry about the little children. Let right. them come to me. Let them... Let them come around me because I believe in this this time frame. Jesus was teaching and the kids were all around him and running around and right. maybe pulling at his garment. And, you know, there's guys like me probably that were there like, get over here, come here, you know, because. Mikey is that father. I am that father. <laughs> I give the glare. I give the, the get over here, you know, yep. little grunts and little flicking of my fingers. And, you know what I mean? And I just think that that was Jesus telling that father, hey, man. Let them be kids. Well, yeah, it, he's talking to the disciples there. And, and what it's put into perspective is kids are sponges, okay? Yeah. They're listening when we don't think they're listening. They're going to pick up more. Kids are the best eavesdroppers there are. Oh, they are. You know, no, they're, they're they going to pick up what you don't think they're <laughs> picking up. And don't get me wrong. You do have to maintain a little bit of order and structure. But at the end of the day, Kids are gonna be kids, and I, I'm I'm gonna tell you this: you ever come to my church and your kid starts crying, I don't want to see you walk out the back end of the door, because no. you know what? If I can't preach over that child crying, I don't deserve to be in the pulpit. That's all there is to it. You know what? Let the kids be kids. I know sometimes we think, oh, they're just such a distraction, but 
And the thing is, is you know what? That's just your excuse to not pay attention to the Word of God. I'm with because you. if you're focused on God, let me tell you something. You're not going to be focused on anything else. That kid can be beating you in the back of the head with a baseball bat. And if you're 100% focused on God, you're, you're not, not really going to care. That's true. And, you know, and because, and there's such a precious gift, and we skip over that. And yeah, this is why we want to raise them in a biblical way, because we want what's best for them. We want them to live a great life. And I'm, I'm sorry, I've, and unfortunately to say this, I've lived both sides of the street. I've lived walking with the Lord. I've, I've lived walking away from him, you know, and trust me, being with God was far better than being away from him. And I want to put a little bit of perspective on this gift that they are and why it's so important to raise them in a certain way because they truly are a gift of God. They are. Amen. And we're going to go into, um, first Samuel real quick. And I'm going to start in the first chapter in the fourth verse, and I'm going to skip around a little bit, but it says, and when the time was, was that a offered, he gave to Pina his wife, and to all her sons and a daughter's portions. But unto Hannah he gave a worthy portion, for he loved Hannah. But the Lord had shut up her womb. And her adversary also provoked her sore, for to make her fret, because the Lord had shut up her womb. And as he did so year by year, when she went up to the house of the Lord, so she provoked her, therefore she wept and did not eat. Then said Elkanah, and I'm, I'm butchering these names, so forgive me for that, but her husband to her, Hannah, why weepest thou? And why eatest thou not? And why is thy heart grieved? And not I better to thee than ten sons. So a child is very important. And a mother's a nurturing person. You know, they long to be mothers. They long for kids and that. But my point is, is and I'm going to skip down. And But the thing is, is Hannah prayed and prayed and prayed. When it says that she wouldn't eat and that she wept, she was basically fasting. Right. She was submitting herself to God, be desiring this precious gift from God. Right. And I want you to, I'm going to read further down about what she does when God finally does answer this. And it comes over in the 27th verse of the first chapter. So it says, For this child I prayed, and the Lord hath given me my petition, which I asked of him. Therefore also I have lent him to the Lord, as long as he liveth, he shall be lent to the Lord, and he worship the Lord there. So basically what she's saying is, God has granted me with this gift, now I'm giving him back. Right. And that's right. the raising of a child, is yep. giving him back to God. Yep. And dedication people, the dedication yeah and that's what it is you know I, i'm not gonna get into about baptism or anything but i love a dedication yeah because this is what's happening here hannah was so overjoyed by the fact that god had blessed her with something yeah that she had prayed for and prayed for and when it came back to it what does she do and it was time to take him up she said listen i'm gonna give him over to god yep he's god's now Yep. And I'm going to raise him in a godly way. Yep. You'll read here where it talks about where a razor won't come to his head. He was basically a Nazarene. Yeah, yeah. But, you, you know, but that's what we're doing here. You know, you have to take that dedication as a parent 
and raise your kid in a godly way because when you do that, you're giving them back over to God. And that's another perfect one. Mm-hmm. That goes perfectly with what, what it's lacking, right? Right. It's lacking God. That's mm-hmm. number one, right? Without God, all of this other stuff is in vain, right? right. You could read this book and not believe it, and it ain't going to do you a bit of good. Right? Exactly. But when you know God is real and you know that you're trying to live your life the best you can, then this book means something, right? Right. We could talk about the scripture like I just did. We could talk about um, church, right? Mm-hmm. And, and letting them be kids. Bring your kids to church. Let right. them absorb the word of God. But we can also talk about giving them back to God. Right. It's promising because what a dedication is is you promising you're going to raise them in a godly way. Exactly. Right? So that's a perfect one to go with this. That's mm-hmm. what it's lacking. People are just I almost feel like they go through motion. They just wake up, they eat their breakfast, they go to work, they go home and that's that. They don't they don't pray anymore. And this is for the Christians because the lost can pray and until they pray for salvation, it's in vain. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong in that? I, I believe you're right, and then I'd have to go in a little bit and study on it. But you know what? That's going to be at our next episode anyway, so that right. goes right in there. All right, so cool. So we'll hold that, that thought. answer. Hold we'll that let... thought for a second. But Christians, we need to pray. We need to pray, and, and this takes me back to a challenge that we had mm-hmm. at church a few months ago when I think we were we were just talking. I, I can't remember who preached that day. I believe it was you. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about praying to God every day. And when we're going through hard times, pray in that hard time, mm-hmm. right? Do you remember that service? Yep. Ever since that service, every morning, I have prayed to God every morning on my mm-hmm. way to work. I didn't used to always do that. I would do it occasionally right. because, you know, your mind is trying to get ready for the day and all yep. this stuff. But that's an excuse. That can get put mm-hmm. in the back closet because that's an excuse. Now I pray every day, and I do seem to have better days, right? Mm-hmm. I had a rough week last week. I let Satan get a little bit of a hold of some things. You know, I let work get a little bit too yep. much to my head, and I forgot about praying, about, mm-hmm. you know, hey, help me through this problem. Right. Because when you pray about things, things happen. Right. Christians are not praying. They're not breaking the doors down of the church, man. We just... We just survived a pandemic. We just survived a pandemic. And you can say it's still out there. I understand. It's still out there. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's over. But for the most part, numbers are going down. Things are, you know. Here's the thing. We have just survived a pandemic. Mm -hmm. It would seem like the walls would be busting in churches. Thanking God for getting them through this. and But they're empty, Jake. They are empty. Churches are empty. Mm Mm-hmm. Why? It, Why? You know what I mean? And so, I don't mean to no, hold that good, thought. I don't mean to interrupt you. But we're not praying. We're not breaking the doors down into churches anymore. And we're certainly, if we're not doing any of that, we're certainly not telling people about Jesus Christ. Certainly. So, buddy, the Christians are dropping the ball here. Ooh. And I'm going to say that term loosely, and I'll let you talk after that. Right. There's a difference, brother, between being a Christian and being a child of God. Yep. And I believe God is separating the two right now. I believe that. Right. I, I believe that more th- as as much as I'm breathing, I believe that that's the case. Right. And, and, and I believe that too. As sure as I'm breathing. Right. And, and you know, it's funny that you brought that up because, and we might 
tether a little bit away from our discussion here, and I apologize. We'll bring it back, I promise. Um, I, I, I'm going to tie it back in. I promise. Just bear with me here. Uh, I know I've talked a lot. You guys are probably tired of hearing my voice by now, but if you've made it this far and still listening to our podcast, you love my voice. So <laughs> I would go that far. No, I'm just right. kidding. I'm just yeah. kidding. Um, out of the two of us, I do talk the most, but that's, that's just me. That's I, I love talking. and uh, But it's funny because, you know, you talk about dropping the ball. But, again, this just goes even with parenting and raising your kids in a godly way. The church is dropping the ball. And the problem is, is like you said, there's a difference between being religious and being a true child Amen. of God. There's a big difference. There's a big difference because, you know what, when you set everything aside in serving God, you understand what the end game is. You understand what your duty is. And you understand different things, just like we've talked about this whole pandemic. You know, I was talking to a brother today, and I told him, you know, all this, everybody's all about this negative. And I'm like, but you know what? Guess what? COVID-19 was the biggest blessing this church has ever seen. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with you. Everything fell into place all because of this pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know... But it goes to show you, you have churches that aren't following the Word of God. And if they're not following the Word of God, that means the people that are following them are not following the Word of God. And see, that reflects into your parenting. That reflects into what your kids are being exposed to. You know, listen, if you go to somewhere, and this is why, you know, I've always said, you know, I don't care what church you go to and... As long as you're in church, I, you say that all the time. I'm in the point in my life, I care what church you go to because I right. want to know what they're teaching you. Right, absolutely. I want to know that it's the Word of God. And right. you see it getting away. Uh, we were talking about in work today. Uh, not today, yesterday. I didn't work today. I get a few days off. But churches are opening back up now. Should have never been closed in the first place. Uh, if, you want, if you want to get into my opinion, amen. you should have never shut the doors in the first place. Amen. Preach. Um, you know, <laughs> it, 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 it is what it is. It's it's like I told the uh, man I was talking with today, Ron Barnes. Yep. He came to pick up the lawnmower and that great man. We had a great little conversation and I, we were talking about it. And I said, you know what? It doesn't matter. I, I know where I'm going. It, it doesn't it doesn't matter about my life. Amen. You know, we need to be more. And this is God's people. We need to be more concerned about the center. Amen. We really do. Amen. We need to be more concerned about our children. Amen. Because guess what? Not only are our children going to have to make the same decision that we've made, whether or not to accept or deny Christ, Amen. but guess what? They're teaching the next generation. They are. So you know what? If, if, you, if you're if you looking forward to grandkids, guess what? You don't want to raise your children in a godly way. Guess what? They're not going to raise their children in a godly way. Right. And if you're really worried about their salvation, then you know what? You need to teach them the way of God. And so it back spiral. into his and get back into his word because if it, it it's spiraling out of control. You know what? One of the last prayers that my papa prayed, he prayed for his grandkids. Yeah. He prayed for his children's children. His children's 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 children. You know, my mom sat and listened to him pray the whole time. He was talking about generations when he was praying. Yeah. You know, because he was concerned about it. And he wanted to make sure that they kept on the same raising that he raised. Yeah. Because he knew God's word was a firm foundation, right? but we've gotten away from it. You see it in parenting. You see it in marriages. You see it in people's respect towards one another. Amen. You see it towards people's attitudes in the workplace, yeah. you know? Yeah. And what all does it come down to? 
again, it's a lack of Christ and a lack of Christ in our lives. Because you know what? This world lacks love. Yeah. And the only way you can have love is with Jesus Christ. Yes. You know, the yes. only way you can truly love your kids is with Jesus is with Christ. Jesus Christ. Right. You, I'm, I'm sorry. You can argue with me all you want. You don't have Christ as a personal Savior. You have no clue what love is. You don't. You don't. You, and, you, that's, and that's what it is, brother. It's a lack of love and compassion for humanity. Compassion towards the children. Amen. Compassion towards the desiring to... Changes your heart, man. Yeah, it, it does. The, the desire to just teach them the way to go and to seek out the Lord. Absolutely. And to rely on God. Yeah. And what do you get? I'm just going to tell you. There's pastors who are saying, oh, guess what? We're going to have separate service rooms for the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. Oh, my Lord. Well, let me tell you something. I've said it a thousand times. I'll say it again. The only vaccine you need is the blood of Jesus. Amen. You know, you got the vaccine and the blood of Jesus. Let me tell you something. Death is the last thing on your mind. I will tell you that much yeah. because you understand that to pass in this life is to open your eyes to Amen. the next. Amen. Thank God. You know? What was it that Paul said for me for me to stay is your gain, but for me to die is gain, and for me to stay is your gain, or something along those something lines. Something along those lines. You know, don't yeah. don't quote me. I'm paraphrasing there, but basically he's saying, listen, if I die, I'm entering into the kingdom. Yeah. For me to die is you know? gain. But if I stay, you know what? I got another day to show you the way to go. Right. And that's what parents need to be doing. See, I told you I was gonna bring it back. It just takes <laughs> me a few minutes. But that's where we're dropping the ball. That's where the church is dropping the ball. Because like we said in the first one, the church is just responsible in the raising of the kids. Oh, one of the pillars. Yeah. It absolutely you know? is one of the pillars. You you must mm -hmm. absolutely be part of a God-fearing, God-preaching right. church. If you're not... See, because, yes, you have a personal relationship with God. That mm -hmm. is true. You can strengthen that relationship by seeking out God, by, mm -hmm. by praying, by reading your Bible. But, okay, there's a big but. Sometimes you need accountability partner, right? Yep. Sometimes you need somebody that's going to snap your shorts for you when you do something wrong. Right. Because you keep doing things wrong, you get farther and farther away from God, you know. And I seen this analogy one time and it was it was brilliant. And the preacher was preaching and he pulled one of the deacons up and he was like, "All right, I want you to drink this cup of water," right? Mm -hmm. And he's like, as he's preaching, he's like, "Watch his eyes," right? And he's drinking that cup of water and he's watching straight ahead, right? He says, "You just stare straight ahead." And all the pre preacher did was run his hand in front of his face and his eyes moved, right? That's all it takes. Satan, that's all it takes is for mm -hmm. him to get your eyes off of Jesus just a little bit because then it starts to come in increments, right? And then before you know it, your back's to Christ. Yep. And a good church, good people in that church, mm -hmm. God-fearing, God-loving people will get you in line. Right. They're calling you. They're saying, hey, buddy, where you been? We love you. We miss you. you right. know? They're stopping at your house saying, hey, bud, what's going on? You were, you know, you were my deacon, and now you haven't been to church in six months. What's going on? You know? Right. That's the kind of stuff you need. You need that in your life because where two or three are gathered, he's in the midst of that, right? Right. So you, the church is definitely the foundation, one of the foundational pillars, you know? And that's why... You know, I'm so thankful for being led here because now we work together, right? Yeah, we and do. You're gonna keep me in line, and I'm gonna keep you in line, and that's right. a good thing. Jake. It is. We... And just outside of that, you're my pastor. We have mm -hmm. a great relationship, and I know that if I ever slipped up, you're the first person to call me out on it. And I mm -hmm. that's 
That is what's important. And you're not going right. to do it in a hateful way. You're going to do it in a loving way, right. in a God-loving way. Exactly. You need that in your life. If you didn't need it, God wouldn't say it to, to, to come together with, with people, right? He right. wouldn't say it. He wouldn't say where two or three are gathered. I'm mm -hmm. in that mist. He wouldn't say those kind of things if he didn't mean get together and fellowship with your brother. Exactly. He said, forsake not the assembling of yourselves Amen. together. You know, it's... Just like, you know, you, you talk about work and it, it's keeping each other in check. And, uh, you know, I expect you to do the same thing. If I ever get out of line or something, I want you to be the first one to come to me. Right. And, you know, I, and I I preached on this last Sunday, but, you know, it goes still holds true today. Listen, if, if you see me out of line at work and I'm not acting in a godly way, listen, I want you to check me right there and right. in front of everybody. Right. You know, call me out on it because, first off, I want them to know who I am. And that's a child of God. Right. You know, not yeah. just a mechanical assembler or you know you a fabricator i want them to know first and foremost i'm a child of god right. and you know but he sent them out by twos why so that they could buffer and keep each other in check and also so that we can be there to bear one another's burdens yeah. i mean you were having a stressful week you know you asked me to pray for you i prayed for you and then it was on my mind you know i gave you scripture you did and it helped and, too. you know it just happens to be some of my favorite scripture it, if you it, didn't exactly. already know that I, I i knew it but that was the one that kept driving in because to me that was the answer to your problem yeah it was and it was you know I am more than a conqueror which means i could conquer exactly. that conveyor that i was working it, on right exactly and that's the whole thing and it's and you're doing this and you know we're talking as brothers in christ working together you're doing this with your kids yeah. And guess what? You you want to teach your kids to be in a way that they're doing the same thing to you. Right. You know? Absolutely. You want them to keep you in check. Just like we talked about the first episode, you with Avery. Oh, Avery keeps me in check a lot. He you know? does. He really does. He don't, I don't even think he knows right. what he just does. It constantly. I, I don't, I'll never forget the look on his face, man. I had, I was starving to death. I'll say the story again. I was starving to death. <laughs> Food was on my plate, man. I'm just digging in, and Avery's just looking at me. And he just got this look of, it was almost like disgust on his right. face. And I'm like, what? You know, can you picture me with a mouthful of food? What? what? What's going on? Dad, you didn't pray. Instantly, my heart sank. Right. He don't even realize it. Mm -hmm. I thank God for that, though, because that kid it keeps me strong. He really does. All of them do. But he's to right. the age where he understands it more, right? Mm -hmm. I got a five-year-old and a two-year-old. They don't, they don't understand it like right. Avery does. Avery's going to be ten in June. Mm -hmm. He understands God and he understands Christ, and he's got saved, you know. Right. So he knows the importance of prayer. And when he's like, "Dad, you're the one that taught me about prayer. What are you doing?" You know, it's exactly. like exactly, it's like a knife in the heart. You're like, "Oh yep. God, oh." Take God for it. Right. But at know? the same time, you know, that smile comes to your face because you're like, hey, I thought him the most important. The most important thing isn't what he's eating. The most important thing is Thank who he's God thanking for it. For That's, it. Right. That's right. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's a give and take. Trust me. It, it hurts when they remind you sometimes, you know, even, you know, my nieces and nephews, they'll be like, we got to say prayer. And, you know, and then I try to get them to say prayer and they always make me do it. But, you know, it, it, it's, it's just that check and. It keeps you in line, and it keeps you wanting to go good. But then it gives you a smile on your face, even though, trust me, I believe you're probably like you felt like you had like a hundred pounds on you at that point. Oh you were yeah, probably, it was rough. He was probably breaking out in a nervous sweat and just kind of sitting there like, oh boy, yeah, you yeah. know. And that's hey, the truth. The but food kind of lost its flavor at that it, point. Exactly at that point. But you know, 
then you look down the line and you say, you know what? He's going to teach his kid to pray. My yep. grandkids are going to be taught to pray. Yep. And you know what? My great-grandkids, if that's how far God decides to continue my line, are going to be taught to pray. That's it. Because it, it all starts with the first point. Yep. You know, the world would be a different place if people started raising their kids in a biblical way. Amen. That that's all there is to it. That's it. You know, the Bible the Bible lays it out very clear. Flat. It's very clear. There's a we could we right. could do months of podcast on all these scriptures. We, we really could. I mean, we got like what, 20 or 30 just sitting just here on, on this a, one, page. one page. You got and another I got page a over there. page and a notebook and but what we're getting at and I'm pretty sure we're done. I'm yeah, we're wrapping wrap it up, yeah. up here. But what I'm getting at is, you know, raising your kids in a biblical way. Follow the Bible. The Bible tells you exactly what to do. Yeah. It even tells you they're going to rebel against you. But you know what? They're going to return to it. And it lays it down. <laughs> and what does it teach our kids? It teaches them not to be angry. It yeah. teaches them when they are angry to sin not. Yeah. It teaches them how to treat their fellow man. Yeah. It teaches them to have compassion and love. Yeah. It teaches them to want to share that love. Yeah. It teaches them the way to walk. Yeah. And you know what? If we could just get back to following God's word and raising kids to follow God's word, you wouldn't have those things. What a different world it would be. It, it really would be. What a different be. world it there would wouldn't be. be. There wouldn't be bullying in high schools no. or middle schools or even elementary school now. No, I mean, oh my gosh. You know, what, in elementary, a, man, we used to all get along. I know. What does a five and six year old have, you know what I mean, to bully right. somebody else? Like, how, where do they get that? Right. They you know, where do they understand the same way. that? It's right. Like, like, where do they get that? mentality that it, they it comes from the parenting it brother. does it does and, it, and that's what like, i was getting at that's yeah. the point right right what other structure in their in their life could mm -hmm. be to blame it certainly isn't the school they're just starting the school right right so it's it's got to be the foundation at home exactly well what if it what if it was a godly foundation what does god say about that he says do unto others as you'd want them to do unto you yeah that's it you know treat them with love exactly he says to show them love yeah. he says not not to deny it Yep. You know, to have the compassion on them. The, the Bible says that if they desire your coat, you give them your brand new one. You don't give that used it, one yep, hanging in the yep. closet. You keep that yep. one. You give them the one you just that's bought. What it sa that's what it says. You, know, you give them the very best. The best that you got because see, God gave you the best that he had. It, exactly. And these would be so that much That would different. preach. That would preach it, right Exactly. There. It would. It really would. <laughs> we know what Mikey's preaching next Sunday if he's preaching. No, but, uh, but no, in tying all this up, though, it's just... Just think about it for a minute. How would the world be if we followed God's laws? Really seek out and study God's laws and see where this world would be. Well, if parents raised their children to walk Christ-like, where would this world be? So you can't tell me that God's the problem. No. But I can 100% tell you that the absence of God is oh, the problem. problem. You know, the absence of God is the problem. It's a different world. It is, you know. If it wasn't if it wasn't for the absence of God, I can tell you this much, we wouldn't have had a 60% increase in single parent homes. No, not true. You know. Yeah, that's we true. We wouldn't have half we, these school shootings cuz you know what? The Bible talks against that. No. Yeah. You know. We would also not have what was the what was the percentage for divorce? 50%? Yeah, higher 50, than that. It was 50. It's, it's higher than that, but basically. In Christian homes, yeah, it was even. 50%. What was it? What was it in Christian homes? 40, 30? 40 or 30 percent, yeah. That's ridiculous to me. Compared to now, you go back to like the 60s, 70s, you know, it didn't really start in trend until like the 80s, but 
it was a much lower percentage oh, in Christian gosh. homes. But what's the difference there? Again, like we said, the pillars. People are going to churches that aren't God fearing, and I'm not afraid to say it. You want to get mad at me? That's, That's all there is somebody's to it. But truth, somebody's though. just got to say the truth because this is the light shining out. In the exactly, darkness, man. This is this is where the world is today. You've got people telling you can get it, go any way you want to to get into heaven. Guess what? The only way you can go is through Jesus Christ, yeah. the blood of Jesus Christ. That's it. You know, One you've way. got right. You've got people telling them that oh, you know, because of Jesus, that uh, the law is obsolete. No, the law still holds a ground. It's a schoolmaster. You know, you've got people that, and don't get me wrong, I love God's mercy and grace. I love it. But you know what? We got too many people that are focusing on God's love and mercy that they also forgot that he is a God of wrath and he's a God of judgment. Yeah, they're riding out on his mercy and eventually it's going to run out. It's eventually going to run out because, like you said, God is wrath too. Yeah, we yeah. haven't seen God's wrath yet. No, we've seen mercy and grace and love. Right? You, you think COVID was bad? Oh my! Huh. Wait, wait, wait till you hear the shout of the archangel. Trust me, COVID ain't gonna hold a handle light. And people you know? are asking for the rocks to fall on them. Exactly, and you know, wishing for death, and and then you get into you go into further in hell, and this is just kind of leading into what we're gonna talk about next. I, I promise you, it is, and I'm, I'm gonna shut God. up. But it's, it's one true God. And let me tell you something. If you're not serving that God, he gave you one way into heaven, and that's Jesus Christ. You will open your eyes in hell. Yes. And that's all there is to it. I'm going to be 100% biblical truth for you, okay? Yeah. There's no, you can't get around it. You can't tell me it's not in the Bible. You will open your eyes in hell. And what is hell? Listen, it's a fervent heat. It's eternal torture. The Bible oh, says darkness. that the canker worm doesn't die. Yeah. You know, you'll be begging for just one drop of water, but yeah. that peace won't come. It's utter darkness, the gnashing of teeth. Yeah. That's that's where you're going. And let me tell you something. There's only one true God. Amen. And we're going to have a very good um, discussion. on We're going to have multiple pastors we're going to try to get in mm-hmm. here to give their perspective of the different, um, just different perspectives of, of one true God. You know, right. I'm thankful, Jake, and I'll say this in closing. I'm thankful that I I had people in my life, mm-hmm. right? My mom and dad weren't in church right out to get go when I was when I was younger. When I got saved, they weren't in church, you know. My dad had been raised in church though, you know, mm-hmm. and he had he had wandered off. But my grandparents, you know, my mm-hmm. dad's mom and dad, they would come to every Sunday, pick me up. Um and I was I was eight years old, right? So I was going for the McDonald's trip, man. That's that's what I was going for, honestly. <laughs> right? But one day I was sitting on the front pew at Grape Church, and Bobby was preaching about what you were just talking about about hell, about mm-hmm. weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth and utter darkness. And a matter of fact, I think he was preaching on the rich man, you know, and Luke. And as an eight-year-old boy, I didn't know a whole lot, you know. I I didn't know a whole lot, Jake. I knew mm-hmm. that I wanted to go outside and play. You know, I knew that, you know, I liked McDonald's. Those are the kind of things. Sausage biscuit. That's it. That's the kind of things that I knew. But when he started talking about hell and what it took to not go, I knew I didn't have it. I knew I didn't have it. And at eight years old, that's the importance of raising your kid. At eight Mm -hmm. years old, they understand and they can know. Exactly. The one true God. Exactly. And that's going to wrap us for today. We thank you for listening to us. Uh, I want you to continue to pray for us. We're going to continue to pray for you guys. Uh, we've got a lot of things coming up. We're doing a lot of things with the church. We're 
trying to still get that merchandise into play here, you know, for you guys to just for your enjoyment and that, you know, if you're a listener, you want a t-shirt or something, we're trying to get those in. It's, it's an upwards battle. (laughs) It it really is, but we're going to continue to keep this free. You know, we've talked about it time and time again, but God's word is freely given to us and we want to freely repeat it out. That's right. You know, it didn't cost me nothing to, you know, sit in here, the preacher tell me that, I needed Jesus Christ That's in my it. life. It, it didn't cost me nothing. Not he freely let me know. And you know what? We're going to freely let you know. But, you know. Thank God because I'd come up short. Every exactly, time. man. I've always if been a day late a penny, and a dollar I, short. Exactly, man. That's it. If it costs <laughs> right. a dollar, I'd only have 50 cents. Right. I, I'm going to spend my whole life robbing Peter to pay Paul. That's it. Um, But this has been Two Preachers in the Truth. If you have any questions about, you know, what we're going to be talking about, next episode you want us to kind of focus in on something or or if you have a prayer request or anything that's still open or if you just want to say hi um or you want to yell at us for something we we just love to hear you guys even if you're yelling at us so um our email is true gospel missionary baptists at gmail.com um so email us i try to check it daily i try to keep up on everything i try to respond as quickly as possible um and i'll even let you know when we're doing the episode in that uh but yeah let us know your questions and that but we're gonna go ahead we're gonna bring this to a close i'm gonna let brother mikey go ahead and close in prayer our most precious heavenly father lord god we thank you god for the opportunity we thank you lord again for letting us be together and do this podcast lord god we ask that the word uh that we discussed in the the message and the the discussion that we had lord goes out and and reaches somebody, Lord God. Maybe there's somebody out there that didn't know, you know, or, or having trouble being a parent or or as a new parent or, or whatever the case may be, Lord. We, we know that this is not in vain, Lord. We know that it doesn't go void when you're behind it, Lord. And we ask that you, you bless the listeners, Lord. You bless us. You bless this church. You help us to grow. You help us to prosper. Lord God, and above all, you help us to reach lost souls because that's what it's about, Lord. In Jesus' precious name we pray, and amen. Amen. Well, it's been two preachers and the truth. Till next time, God bless.